when and how do I disclose my sex addiction in dating? Welcome to the Real Talk Recovery Podcast with the Therapy Brothers. We're brothers, we're therapists, and we know recovery. Bring your stories, your questions, your successes with Real Recovery. Tyler, happy Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day to you too, Brandon. Yeah, this goes against everything for me. <laughs> um, you know, I'm like allow, allowing you to work on a holiday and being here with you to do it. I just, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're you enabling know. me, but but this isn't really work. And I'll be, I'll tell you, Brandon, like I've, I've cleared out the rest of my schedule, except for the two podcasts that we're I recording. I love it, man. So, you're going to be barbecuing. So I'm trying to follow, I'm trying to follow your example. I'm trying <laughs> to simplify. No, I act like I got it all figured out, but and, you're and a lot healthier than me. It's a, it's a little bit easier too, because honestly, I, I wake up this morning and they're doing like a bridal shower for my daughter. And since I have just my wife and all daughters, I have nothing to do today anyway. So I might as well come in and do some recording. Well, I actually thought that because my wife and my daughters are headed up to the shower. So yeah. I thought, well, might as well. You know? <laughs> I, I love doing the podcast, so it's not work for me either. So. Yeah. That's great. What the heck? Why not? Yeah. And just quick shout out before we get started to all the veterans and um, the people that make it possible for us to have the freedom to do what we do. And, um, you know, I just I'm really grateful for, for them. So Amen. I just want to mention that. Um, all right. We got Alex on the show with us today. Um, Alex, welcome. Hey, thank you for uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. If you could give us a little bit of context, a little background, what's going on with you and then ask away. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I recently got out of a nearly three year relationship and, uh, throughout that relationship, it's always, it was, uh, my sex addiction was just manifesting itself through a lot of different, uh, ways. And so I, during that relationship at one point I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to disclose my sex addiction. I'm going to disclose my behaviors, what I'm struggling with. Um, my partner knew about me going to, you know, these men's groups, but you know, they, they didn't know the extent to what encompassed, you know, why I was going there really and what I was struggling with. Um, and prior to this other relationships too, where I told myself, okay, you know, next month or, or maybe this, this weekend might be the right time to disclose, you know, what I'm going through or just, you know, my, my addiction. And I just failed to do so. And now that, you know, I'm working on myself and, and I really got, I was able to reflect back on the relationship. I, you know, ask myself is like, why was it so difficult to disclose it when was the right time? And so for me, it's like when, you know, the question I'm, I'm asking is when do I disclose my sex addiction, something that I've struggled with to a potential, you know, partner during the dating stages? And how do I do that? Like, you know, I've been told do it at three months, do it at six months, do it until you feel that you can trust the person. And I can tell you from one experience where I've done it, and that level of trust, I feel kind of just diminished. And, 
And um, feel maybe it was like a little bit too early in the relationship and I was head over heels and I wanted to be honest, but it, there was such a big shift. And that's why I struggle moving forward with relationships is like, when do I disclose it? Mm-hmm. This is a great question, Alex. I'm glad you're on the show today and willing to come and share yourself this way because Brandon and I get this kind of a question from our single clients a lot. So this will be this will be a good discussion to have today. Yep. Tyler, do you have any answers for him? Because <laughs> I got I have a ton. I'm trying to hold back a little bit. Yeah. What well, are, I, your thoughts? you know, as he as as this question comes up, my mind goes to like multiple different places, and and I would say there's a couple of factors that you want to kind of take a look at in trying to answer the question. Number one is what are you actually trying to get out of this? What is your overall overarching goal? And is it to save face? Is it to find connection? Is it to sift through all of the people that aren't going to be the right fit to get to the right fit? Is it to keep up your image? Is it to hold on to relationships? Like there's a, there's a lot of different sort of like, motivations that you need to check because depending on what your overall goal is, the answers are going to change a little bit. Right. So, so there's a, there's a couple of like way out there sort of answers really quickly. One is, is like, and I have people do this and I don't know that I would fully agree with it all the time, but they'll be like, yeah, I, I tell them on my first or second date. And it's like, okay, how does that turn out? Well, it, it sifts through people really quickly. Right. <laughs> because, because a lot of times there's not really a whole lot of a relationship that's formed in those first couple of dates. So there's not a level of trust. There's not a level of like ability to be vulnerable that can, that can hold it. Right. But it sifts through people really quickly. Um, and then there's the other one that's like, well, I got to hold on to this. And then, and then it sounds like it might be similar to what you found yourself in. You got into a relationship that went for quite a while and you kept thinking to yourself, I probably ought to tell her, I probably ought to tell her, I probably ought to tell her, but, 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 but now you've got so much invested that you never do tell her. And then you're stuck because, because eventually that relationship, if it's going to progress, it needs to go to new depths and new depths require new levels of vulnerability. And now you've got so much invested that you don't want to, you don't want to disclose it. So the two ends of the spectrum, you can see motivation for both sides, but neither of them are probably always the best option. Yeah. Alex, when you told, when you, uh, I want to kind of come back to what Tyler's saying. When you told her, you say it changed your relationship. And, and like the trust, it changed the way you trusted her. Is that what you're saying? And how safe well, you felt with her? Well, yeah. So for one of the relationships that I was in, um, I had disclosed it. And, you know, we were dating for about maybe two months or so. But, I, you know, for me, I've been in and out of relationships and it's mainly been, uh, non-committed relationships. So this is, it was like my, one of my official relationships. And so I was like, man, you know, I'm going to, um, I'm going to just be honest with myself. I need to be honest with them. And when I had told them, and again, this is in another, in one of the relationships I've been in, um, they were obviously shocked. I mean, they were just like, Whoa, like, uh, <laughs> um, because I told them about my behaviors too. And I thought, you know, by disclosing this, I would build that connection with them and 
they would be understanding and they were completely shocked. And it was almost as if like, um, the trust that was being developed almost like just broke apart a little bit. And so, uh, it was <laughs> the, the dynamic and the relationship changed because I was like, well, I'm being honest with you. And then, you know, what else do you, what do, what do you have? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. what do you, uh, what are your secrets or whatever? So, um, and you didn't get that in return. No, I did not. I mean, there were some incidences where, um, that some in- incidences that occurred. And again, this is a short relationship where I was like, wait a minute, like you're mad because I, I, I told you about this, but then you're, you know, if you still have these things, to, uh, you know, from your past, um, coming up, why didn't you tell me, you know, when I was being vulnerable to you, maybe during that moment. So, mm-hmm. um, that's why this, in this, uh, in, in this relationship, in the most recent relationship that I had, I, I was holding off of telling her quite a bit about the reality of my like situation, you know? Um, and you know, they knew about, you know, they knew somewhat about like the porn addiction and things of that nature. But again, like the extent to the, to where, how far it went, mm-hmm. I didn't disclose that. Cause I was pretty fearful that it would change the relationship dynamics that the, um, that they would not be able to trust me, you know, or it, that, yeah, just the, the dynamic in general. But do you hear what you're saying there? It's, it's fascinating. I'm going to omit something. I'm going to hold a secret because they won't be able to trust me if I'm honest. But do you see, do you see how and it's that trap Tyler was talking about? You get yourself in that conundrum. Um, and, and so, but it puts you in a tough position. Tyler, if, have you had clients um, disclose and then get dumped? Oh, yeah. 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 All I've, the time. I've, I've seen it all the time. All the time. Have you ever had clients disclose and then it galvanizes the relationship and builds trust? Yes. All the time. Yep. So it goes either way. It's it's a vulnerable thing, right? You're getting so it goes either way. Um, but there's a principle that goes beyond the relationship that's more important. And and Alex, you know this. Do you know what I'm gonna say here? Is it about being honest or yeah, it has everything to do with with uh the type of man you want to be. And the type of energy you want to put off in a relationship. Yeah. Um, and and who you're gonna attract as a consequence of you showing up that way. Um, and so if you're committed to that, then you're gonna end up in a relationship with a healthy, amazing woman. Uh, that's gonna end up, but but you might sift through some things in order to get to her. Um, but if you're not committed to that. And you're you're you know playing these games of holding on way too long or disclosing way too early, um, then you're going to end up with somebody unhealthy. Um, you know, somebody needs to earn the right to hear your story. But when they earn that right to hear it, they need to hear it. They need to know it, and that might be on the first date. It might be, but once but once you feel safe and you feel like, hey. I want a relationship with them. If you hold off, if you if you hold off, what's going to happen to the relationship? 
uh, you know, I mean, similar to what Tyler was talking about, you're, you're investing so much. And then it's like, there's already, I feel like there's already so much going on that you just, you, if you just drop this, it just might tarnish some things. Yep. But you're undermining the relationship by holding on and omitting, right? Tyler, yeah. it looks like, do you have a comment? No, you're going right along with oh. where I was headed, Brandon. Just two, there's two, there's two things firing off in my brain at the same time simultaneously. And this is where I think it gets confusing for, you know, Alex, for a guy like you that, if you look yourself in the mirror, you want to be a guy who's going to live with integrity. If you're in any kind of recovery, that's one of the primary first things you look at is I want to live an honest life and I want to like what I see in the mirror as a result. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have this issue with like how relationships form. And there's two things going on at the same time that are hard to navigate. One is I want to be an authentic, honest, open, transparent human being. And the way relationships form, I I always envision a funnel. They start with less intimacy and over time with shared experience, with deeper levels of vulnerability, with more time and trust, they become closer and the funnel gets tighter, right? And so now I've got this conundrum where I'm going to be out in the dating world meeting someone for the first time. I need to be boundaried on one hand in what I share. And on the other hand, I need to be honest because that's who I want to be. And to me, to me, it's finding the balance, the dialectic of both where let's just say, for instance, you're on a first date and the, the the woman that you're going out with is like, Hey, you ever have any history with pornography? Like on a first date that, you know, that, that first part of you that's honest is going to need to say, yeah, I've had a history of pornography. And but, but, but if she's asking that on a first date, she might lack some boundaries. That's true. Boundaries, you know, that's, that's true. And that's why you can say that without having to go into like, and now let me tell you, in fact, I brought along with me a seven page full disclosure. Let's <laughs> let me let's do my four step with together. you now that you bring it up since you, know, you since you asked, let's do a four step. Let's, <laughs> let's, and then we'll see if you want to do a second date. No, you're going <laughs> to, you're going to be boundary enough to say, yeah, that's an interesting question. Yeah. I actually do have some experience with that. In fact, I'm actually currently working recovery. We could talk about that a little bit later, depending on how the night goes, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, <laughs> you know, it's like, you don't have, you're not, you don't then jump in at a level. You don't jump in at a level five disclosure to a level one relationship. So then as that relationship grows and you date her a few more times, you're going to be more inclined to then want to share more of the details of that story. And, and that'll be the right timing because the level of intimacy and the level of boundaries is at the right level for, for that part of it. Right. So, so there's that dialectic that's always going on, but even more importantly, coming back to where Brandon, I'm going to pass this back to you probably in a second, but where Brandon was going is who is it that Alex thinks he is in the dating world with these women. Because if you see yourself as a good guy who's actively working on becoming better, the way that you disclose those things to whoever you're dating will feel and sound so much different yeah. than, oh man, I wonder if when I have to tell her I'm a schmuck and see if she's going to stay with me. Like, oh man, I don't think I'm good enough. Like, oh, oh man, no one's going to stay with me if I have to tell them this or that or the other. It's like, no, who... Who does Alex think Alex is? Because what you think and feel about yourself will speak far more in your energy and your way of being than any words that you could speak. 
Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. That's the key. I I, I want to know the answer to that, Alex. And Tyler just asked you, you know, who, who who are who does Alex know that he is as a man who's out dating, right? Um, if you know, if you're just looking at the sex addiction and then just wallowing in the shame of that, that's one thing. But what what do you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, what comes to mind is someone that has experienced, you know, trauma, has gone through a lot of struggles, a lot of adversity, but who has, who continues to work on himself, continues to, uh, you know, battle those adversities and, and do a lot of like, just, just continuing to work on himself. I mean, for me, I I struggled a lot with self-confidence and low self-esteem issues. Um, until recently, I've just been doing more more self-improvement, you know, working, I've been in recovery now for about eight, probably nine years now. And I never really worked the steps. It's been, you know, uh, gone to these, these groups. And now that I'm working actively working on them, it's similar to what, you know, you and Tyler are saying about becoming, um, not, you know, and not having that internal dialogue of, you know, I'm a schmuck or, you know, they're not going to want to, um, you know, they might, I might face a backlash for saying this, but really knowing and standing firm with that, Hey, you know, I do have these, these challenges. I'm facing these challenges, but I know that I'm actively working on myself, on the program and me as a person and as a whole. Um, so that's something that I'm slowly working on and have been working on recently. Alex, so. you, you, uh, you believe in God. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So yeah. who are, who are you to God? Um, well, I'm his, uh, you know, I'm his son, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm his son. Um, I'm a, I'm a child. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up in the Christian church. It's funny you mentioned that. I, I, I grew up Catholic and then I went on to become Pentecostal. And so I was so religious. I was, for, you know, now I'm more spiritual um, and trying to get back into my faith as well. And it's almost like the, um, the lost son who's, you know, kind of went away and came back to the dad. That's kind of how I see myself as right now, where, um, maybe I took a, 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 the right, the wrong turn or the left turn instead of the right. And my faith diminished. So I'm coming back. Um, was it, were you raised pretty, uh, rigid with your religion growing up? Um, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say no, but it was pretty important to, to my mom, um, primarily. So she raised me by herself. My dad was incarcerated all my entire life. So, um, to her, how, how this, old, how old were you when dad was incarcerated? Um, probably five years old. So you were five years old. So you're old enough to remember it. Um, the bad stuff. Yeah. The, the, the times that he were, he was abusive, the times where he was, you know, drunk, um, knocking doors down the good times or some good times that I remember. Um, one thing I'll say is that I was told he went to on a fishing trip and he was working as a fisherman and that, um, you know, it'll be a while for a while before he came back. And then as I got older, I realized, 
oh, you know, he's in this thing called prison. Mm. Mm. And, yeah. and, and was he put away for most of your childhood? Yeah, basically, it's, it's weird how things worked out. Um, I held a lot of resentment towards him. Um, he was basically locked up into my, my transitional age youth. So I was about 22, 23 when I just went to go and see him in prison. He had mm-hmm. prostate, he had like, he was at final stages of prostate cancer and he was dying in prison. Um, ultimately he succumbed to his, uh, to an infection that affected his blood. And, but I, I forgave him. Like I, I let go of that resentment because I realized that it was eating me up inside that I was growing up as a man without him. And he ended up dying a couple months uh, later after we were forming a relationship. And so, yeah, yeah. So it kind of came around at the end a little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, Before we go any further, Alex, can you just kind of tell us what you're feeling right now emotionally? Uh, <laughs> it's hard. I mean, it's hard. Um, his, his death anniversary was actually on the 24th of this month. Um, mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> he died pretty young. He was about maybe uh, early 50s. Um, he just made some bad choices. So, and then I have my grandpa in the hospital right now too. Um, luckily he's recovering, but you know, so I'm feeling very, but a little bit emotional. <laughs> yeah. Understandably so, man. Yeah. Didn't, didn't realize you were going to go this direction or this deep with us today. <laughs> I didn't think either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad you are. I want to ask you, Alex, I want, I want to keep going here a little bit, um, if you're willing and I'll get back, I'll get back to how this actually, um, relate, relates to your question. Okay. Um, but I want you to think for just a minute as a five-year-old boy, when dad goes away and you realize like, Hey, dad's not around. I realize you've forgiven him. I, I, I feel from you that you've forgiven him. But when you're that five-year-old boy, and and dad's abandoning you um dad's choosing other decisions other than being your dad how 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 do you interpret that as a 5 year old boy as a young child like how did that make you feel um abandoned pretty much you know cuz same thing with my mom i mean she's she was always working three jobs you know and and one of the things i realized is that when is I have a lot of abandonment issues. Like, you know, she was, you know, we, we, uh, always working really no time for bonding, nothing like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so uh, you, you hear what you say. I have a lot of abandonment issues. Then here we are saying, Hey, on a date, you should be confident and show up and be like, Hey, this is me. Like, Hey, you, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just, but underneath this, um, the, this trauma, there's there's feelings of, am I going to get abandoned? Am I going to get rejected? Um, if I'm really me, am I lovable? And that question can absolutely get answered, but that's the question I think you need to come back to with yourself of, of do I know that? Do I know that beyond how my dad treated me, beyond how much my mom worked, that I really do understand how loved I am, and how and how important I am. Right. And that, that's the real work to do. So then 
on a date, let's say you find a woman that you love, you can, you can show up and be like, I'm good. I'm good. And if you reject me, I'll be okay. And if you love me, I'll love that. I'll be okay. I'll accept your love. I'll allow you to do what you need to do for you. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It all stems back to this trauma. What are you thinking of what Brandon's saying right now, Alex? Um, I, you know, I've really thought about that because I've grown up, you know, I'm, I'm near my thirties now. So I've always told myself that I'm going to become my own man. And that's something I'm still, that's a journey that I'm still continuing to work on. And I'm really, I, have, I do, I have recognized that the, I do have abandonment issues. I, and that's something that for me that I've worked on, um, like this past relationship where, you know, she broke up, broke up with me, um, in a really interesting manner, but I was just like, you know what? It's fine. Like, I'm going to be okay. You know, maybe got emotional here a little bit, but just picked sure. myself up. And, um, and, and the reason why I say, you know, become my own man, because, you know, I don't want to end up like my dad. I don't want to end up, you know, having these addiction problems like my dad. And it's funny when I was starting recovery, I said by, by 25, I'm going to be cured. I'm going to be, you know, good. I'm going to be, you know, I don't have to worry about any of this. And 25 came and, and, you know, here I am, uh, you know, three years later with this barrier of, the shame of the guilt. And I'm just like, I need to let that go. Like I, the self-improvement thing that I've been working on my recovery, my faith, just working on myself as a person, I'm realizing that, um, in order for me to basically flourish into this, you know, lack of better of analogy into this flower, I really need to let go of some of these things that I've experienced, like that I've already acknowledged I know they're there, but I can't let them define my future anymore. Mm-hmm. You're, you're absolutely on the right track there, Alex. And as you're talking, I can picture the younger man, you maybe even at the beginning of your recovery several years ago, focusing so much on not wanting the addictions that that's where your energy goes and then banging your head against the wall every time you can't stop the addiction because the emotional internal part of you is still screaming for, for something. And, and as we're talking, I'm wondering, and I got another question for you is where Alex, I mean, you said you're almost 30 now you're still in your twenties. Where do you get your fathering right now? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I, would, I dare say YouTube, <laughs> you know, I dare say YouTube and uh, even, you know, even podcasts like, you know, the podcast that, that you both host, um, professionally, I have mentors that I can go to and talk about work related stuff. Um, but when it comes down to the personal, I, I guess maybe I don't really have a whole lot besides podcast or YouTube figures. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think you, when you're in the situation you're in, there's nothing wrong with the resources that you're getting. 
you know, the YouTube figures or the courage to come on the show today and talk with two other men, you know, might be scratching a tiny bit of that itch too. But, but I think in your recovery work, cause I'm thinking like, okay, what, what's going to take Alex to the next level of his recovery? I'm thinking less and less of focus on sobriety and more and more focus on, I need to find whether it's through the mentors at work or through some sponsors in my groups or through other men, I need to have some experience where I'm actually receiving sort of like these sorts of like, just like any other little boy wants when he's grown up with his dad, that his dad's saying masculinity bestows masculinity. Yeah. I need to be in the arena where I, there can be some masculinity that's being bestowed on to me from, from somebody Right. And maybe that's part of what's happening today. I hope you'll walk away, at least if nothing else, you walk away feeling like both Brandon and I, my heart's just so full of love towards you right now, Alex, like to see, to know that you're walking this path, trying to find your way without having had the, the leader that you, that most boys want in the form of their father. Like it takes courage to step onto that path. And I think if you were, to, there's a couple of thoughts. One is you're making peace with your past, which this is interesting because you've forgiven your father, which is amazing. But there's another side to this, which is, have you actually allowed yourself to see yourself and realize that even though you've forgiven your father, even though your mom was doing the best she could, the way that you experienced those things as a kid, they mattered. Your, your story, Alex, your story matters. And sometimes you feel like you have to throw away the story in order to get to forgiveness. But the actual truth is, is that both are true at the same time. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. And, I, and you know, I just want to give a shout out to my, I do have a sponsor um, within the SAA group. And, you know, um, you know, I appreciate them keeping things real too, because there's a lot that I struggle with. Giving you support. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to come back to what Tyler was saying here, Alex. I want to ask you. Um, I want you to think about yourself as a little boy in a, at a tough time. Maybe maybe Dad was abusing Mom, or you just found out that he got it. He was going away for a long time. Uh, maybe you were home alone uh, while Mom was at work, and just really feeling it. Really, really feeling that abandonment. Um, in, the, in that in that trauma, um, I want to ask you, Alex, if you today were able to show up and look that little boy in the eye and be there in that moment with that little boy, um, what would you do and what would you say? That's a hard one. <laughs> man, that, that's that's a the man you are today, Alex, in your strength and your manhood shows up for that little boy. What do you say to him? What did you do? I would say that. You know, everything's going to be all right. You know, I feel like, you know, just got to try, I don't know, try to bestow a whole lot of knowledge about the future, you know, um, 
maybe, um, you know, I, I, I yeah, everything's going to be all right. And I, I want to say this, like I, I picked up masturbation at an early age. Um, and that's kind of what opened the plateau of, of the, all these experiences. Um, and maybe if to that little boy at that age, I, you know, that everything's going to be fine. You know, just keep working on your, like, just work on yourself as you get older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there is there anything else that that little boy needs to know from you or needs to feel from you? Um, I'd say feel the feelings, feel the feelings that you're going to experience as you get older, you know, and, and feel them but don't have any um, like anger towards them. Allow them to help you grow. Um, accept them. Accept them pretty much. Yeah. Cause that's, that's one thing I struggled with so much. I'm, you know, I'm an only child. So it was, it was hard. You know, you, you hold a lot of resentment, you hold a lot of anger and it eats you up. And I think for me, a big issue for me is, is letting go. Um, that's something I've been really recently again, like, and I wish I could have started three years ago. And I would tell my, you know, that, that five-year-old self is to, to accept it, feel it, but won't be, but just be careful about that emotion of anger. Mm, hanging on. Yeah. I, I want to ask you, would it be hard for you to just hug him and hold him just be there with him give him love to not fix it but just just be there with him in his pain probably not i would do it i would do it within a heartbeat okay Yeah. yeah and that that's what tyler was saying is you can forgive you can move forward. You can, you can work your recovery, Alex. And you are a resilient man doing hard work that if I was in your position, I would not be uh, where you're at. You can, you can be awesome in all those ways. And at the same time, those feelings are valid and they need to be held and they need to be processed. And, um, and so, so instead of going to your inner child and and saying, Hey, you're going to be okay. This is how we're going to fix this. You go to your inner child and you say, I love you. And I want to know what it's like. And I, I'm here for you. And and that's it. Do you see that? Bring, bring him along with you on the journey. That five-year-old boy, he just needs someone to bring him along on the journey. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting uh, that we were talking about this because, um, you know, I really want to, once I get more established and whatnot, a little more stability in my life, you know, I really want to go and give back to whether it's a, you know, just, just children in general who may not, may not have a leader. I really want to do that mentorship, mentor or program, whatever it may be. Um, I just don't have the time right now, but, um, because I know that that's kind of like, again, if I can go back myself I, I would do i would just really try to guide them mm-hmm. you know try to prepare them the best they can and of course allow them to be children 
Um, but I think about even my, you know, my a little cousin I have, and it's interesting because it's so difficult to, to reach out to this individual because just so many things have changed now since I've grown up with technology and being an escape form of escape. But, um, you know, they're, they're going through some things and they're in their teenage years. And I'm like, man, like, you know, I, I, I need to step up, you know, their, their blood, I need to step up and, and maybe be a mentor to them, not necessarily maybe a father figure, but a mentor to where, Hey, you know, um, everything's gonna be good. Cause I know, cause they grew up in a, dysfunctional household as well, you know, similar to mine. And, um, and even though they're, they look okay from the outside, I know inside, you know, that relative is, um, can be triggered pretty emotionally. Yep. yep. If you're hearing that, Alex, you, you probably should listen. Something's telling you to, to move forward there. Yeah. It's, it's interesting too. like, this is what's so funny about hearing what you said too, Alex. And I know that there's logistics you have to work and your whatever else you're doing school or whatever else you're doing. Um, I feel this pull deep inside me. Maybe it's your way of actually even addressing and nurturing the five-year-old inside of yourself to go and be a mentor to help somebody else who's been in a similar situation, but I don't have time to, so I'm going to keep having the time to act out, you know? And it's like, wait a minute, like maybe that's, maybe that's the, one of the missing links in your recovery is, is that your heart is already drawn to a certain place in some ways. And I'm using this language and may not feel this way to you. So you can dispute me on this. God may be calling you to those places and yet you don't have time. It's like, wait a minute, maybe even on a small level, maybe it's just with whatever family member you're talking about it would be worth the sacrifice to carve out a couple hours a week to go take them and spend some time at the park or, you know, whatever else, like that might be more important than a 12 step meeting for you. Yeah. You know, because, because of what your heart's saying. The we're not trying to drive home guilt here, Alex or anything, but, but uh, you know, you're living in the one days, like one day when I'm established, one day when I'm not so busy. What I tell you, what kids grow up fast, and those young kids, like every day is is important. And um, if you're being called to that, you don't have to go spend a ton of time. But it's if you if you just call them, you know, every so often, just say, "Hey, I'm checking in with you. How you doing?" You know. Um, but we're kind of we're kind of shifting topics. I think I think this absolutely all plays together, right? I believe that if you go you go bestow masculinity and love a young boy, in a way you're doing your own work. Um, you know, just by just by actually showing up so differently than what what happened to you. Um, but let's tie this all back to the original question because we've kind of we've we've gone down the rabbit hole here. And, and and really, it's the roots that are important to address, right? So fast forward till now, let's say uh, you meet a girl today and you got a hot date this weekend and um, you're showing up and that date goes well and you're two or three dates in. Um, the, do you understand the principle that the Alex that knows himself, loves himself, has done that own work, is not afraid of abandonment? will know on an attachment level how to read that relationship and know right the perfect time to disclose it. 
um, won't be afraid of abandonment and rejection, um, will be resilient to that, um, won't live in denial and make excuses for not disclosing because you're committed to being authentic. You'll absolutely be able to read the situation. There's not a perfect, you have to do it within three months, or you better do it on the second date, or you, you read the situation, you feel it out, you connect to her, and you be committed to getting into a relationship that's built on trust. And the only way to do that is to show up as an honest man as you get into that relationship. And you might get dumped if you do that. There's no way around that, right? <laughs> Um, And if you do, then, you know, good, good. I know. Statistically, let's just say you will get dumped several times, (laughs) (laughs) but, but as you do it, the way Brandon's describing it, you're doing it from an inner place of confidence, knowing who you are, which then allows you to let go of the relationships that wouldn't be right anyway. Yeah. And so it becomes as much of an invitation for the right relationship as it does a rejection in, in a certain sense. You're right. you're out looking for the right fit for you. Not you're not looking out out looking for any fit because you can't tolerate being alone. Would, would Alex, do you want a relationship where, um, golly, if I mess up and I disclose something, she's going to just run for the hills? Um, do you want that relationship? No, I don't want that. Okay, you don't want that relationship. So you know, if you come and you're dating a woman and you disclose something, and she runs for the hills. Then you've just weeded out somebody that you don't want to be in a relationship with, anyways. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Because you want to you want a relationship where you can talk about the hard stuff. You can work through it together. She'll still love you, and you'll still love her, right? Mm-hmm. So. Can I tell you a little story, Alex? Just uh, and I think the principle that Brandon's getting at applies here. I remember, like, when I was working for the drug courts of southeastern Idaho, I started to get this like thing in my mind, like, I, you know what, I could go out on my own, I could go do my own practice, I think I could help people differently. And I have this, my own, my own recovery being worked kind of and I'm like, I want to go into this realm, you know, I want to go into sexual addiction, betrayal, trauma, stuff like that. I kept going to my wife and saying, Hey, babe, I think I think I can do this. She's and she'd always say, Yeah, I know you can. I know you can. I know you can. But then I never did anything. And I just stayed at my job. And finally, one day she said, Tyler, why don't you do something about what you keep saying? And I said, because if I fail, then I'm going to like lose everything. We'll be under an overpass and you might leave me. And like, you know, I won't have a job. And she's like, you really feel that way? I'm like, yeah, I do. And she looked me in the eye and she said, Tyler, just so you know, I would much rather be with a man who tries and fails than a man who sits on the sideline. And when that, I heard that, I was like, oh, I've got the right woman, right? Like I, I want to be in a re- relationship where there's permission to go and be in process and to try and to fail. And if you have to sift through several people before you find one, that's like, good on you, Alex, keep up the good work, man. And I'm, <clears throat> I'm in it. Cause I'm in it for the process. You're going to get the right fit and it will feel right. You know? So we make um, it sound so easy. Don't we, Alex? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Piece of cake, right? Yeah. <laughs> Alex, I want to I want to give you one more thing, a little extra credit homework. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, you'll either get this when you listen to it again, or you can write it down. But I want you to look up Daniel Beatty, B-E-A-T-Y. Knock knock. Have you heard listen to that before? No. Mm-mm. It's some stand-up poetry, and it's gonna it's gonna hit you dead on. 
So Daniel Beatty, knock, knock. Go You're making him go look it up? I guess you don't got have it on the top of your head, huh? Oh my gosh. It's perform. I, I could play you the audio on this podcast. No, I don't want that. Want. I only, I only want, I only want your memorized poetry. No, it's better. It's better. <laughs> <laughs> it's much better coming from him. So go look Daniel, it up. Daniel Beatty, knock, knock. I haven't heard it. I'll have knock, to go check knock. it out too. Yeah. yeah. It's going to, it'll fit. It'll fit your situation really well, Alex. I think you'll really relate to it. And it'll stir some emotions inside of you. And then I challenge you to take those emotions and not stuff them and let them be what they are the same way that you said you would for the little kid. Okay. You know, this, to wrap this up, I just want to say, Alex, you've been a, you've been vulnerable. You've, you've been a great guest today. And I hope as people are listening, they can see what we did here, which is, a lot of times we focus way too much on the outcomes of our life. Like, how come I'm not getting married? Where's my girlfriend? How come I, and, and, and we don't stop for a minute and just look at why am I resonating the way that I am in this world? And how is that creating the outcomes of my life? And to, and it usually comes from the trauma. It comes from those experiences. And Tyler and I aren't saying live in the past, but what we are saying is acknowledge what has happened and acknowledge the energy that you're showing up with now because of those things. And once you have the courage enough to actually acknowledge that stuff, then you can do this deeper work and then the outcomes of your life will change. Right. And that's why when you brought up your dad getting incarcerated, Alex, and that's why we went right there. We, we, we dug further and further and deeper into that because that's where the real work can be done here. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, it does. Alex, we're just about out of time. I just kind of two things. What are you feeling and experiencing right now? And do you have anything else that you wanted to make sure you speak today? Yeah. I mean, I feel, um, I feel happy because I feel like this is just another, another step into my recovery and just life in general, the journey that I, you know, I'm going to continue on. Um, it, it, you know, like I mentioned, I was so nervous and I was going to cancel on the last minute. I said, maybe, you know, I got, I was going to say, you know what? I have, I have things I got to do. I, I, maybe it's not the right time. I'll schedule it later. And I'm honestly glad I came, came on. I really do help hope it helps, um, anybody else that, you know, is, uh, find themselves in that situation. But, um, I feel like I'm, I just made some progress in my life. You're the we man, have, Alex. We got to figure out how to get you out to our rising sun in September, Alex. You'd, you'd, you'd be awesome coming to that. I think right where you're at right now would be very timely um, for you to come out to rising sun. So just a yeah. little plug for that. So I definitely considered it, but yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's right down the alley of where we went with you today, Alex. So um, yeah, for, for those listening, like, Alex, thank you for putting yourself on the line today and putting it out there. And I know that there's people listening that are going me too right now. So um, thank you for bringing it. For those listening, if you know somebody in similar situation, if this rang a bell for you, there's some ways that you can help. You can either share, share this episode with your friends or you can go and, and review the podcast. And that allows us to get stuff back to Alex too. So, Or come on and be a guest yourself. Thank you. All right, we'll see you guys. 